boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Chicken Bone Alley brought to you by SRI Performance Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, RK Motorsports Consulting, and ProFab Headers and Exhaust. What's going on? I'm David. I'm Sterling. What's up, y'all? What it is, what it is. Another Monday, another Monday in the books, I reckon, or close to it anyway. Yes, sir. Yeah, getting close, getting close, man. Back at it, you know how that always is, especially after weekend like I've had. I sure did not want to come to work today. Wait, I feel like I needed a, another day off. I figured, I figured you might be busy, but it wasn't like you was doing really anything, you know. I mean, you weren't doing nothing this weekend. <laughs> no, no, not really at all. No. Just been uh, wide open, you know, for for, for yeah. days. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's been a big, it's been a big weekend for sure, man. I swear it has, and uh, went by too fast. I, it, it, it really did, but uh, time flies yeah, when you're so having fun. It sure does, man. But I tell you what, but twenty six feels good, man. Yeah. I feel uh-huh. real good. <laughs> let, let, let him keep telling y'all that all he wants. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's what I feel like. I'm trying to feel that way, I, you know. So. But. Yeah, uh, yeah, I uh, appreciate all the birthday wishes there for sure. And uh, there was pile <laughs> starters. Yeah, it sure was. It sure was for sure. Uh, um, yeah, started out good. We went to uh, went to uh, uh, birthday dinner on uh, Thursday night. Um, David's family and, uh, and 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 mine. We all went to uh, the Hibachi Japanese place there in in Florence. Miami's, yeah, it, it was really good. It was really good. Sushi was good. Food was good. Everything was good. It was, it was great. It was. Um, that was first time I've been uh, in a while. Yeah, well, it was a December a year ago, uh, last time I went, and really the first time I think I, I hadn't been there much, but really? it was pretty good. It was, it was very, very not crowded, which surprised me. It yeah. was like nobody in there. That, 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 that was surprising. <laughs> we walked in there, and I figured it back was piled because i mean there was a fair amount of cars in there but i guess like everybody that, that you know that was in there drove separate apparently <laughs> yeah obviously so for sure but uh yeah it was definitely good um a lot definitely enjoyed that and had a good time with everyone there um started off the weekend really good and um yeah so friday morning we got up and got the kiddos to school and uh and i when i woke up it sounded like there was a five-gallon buckets just pouring on top of the house. So I said, uh, "It's not sound too good here." Knowing that we were going down to the beach in the boat this weekend or this past weekend, I went. I looked outside. I was like, "Ooh, this is not good." This was like it set in, and oh, was it set in? <laughs> oh yeah, it's set in Friday. It didn't stop raining from I know from seven to seven. I know that. Oh yeah, pretty much. Non-stop raining. It was, it was nasty. Uh, it was nasty for sure. Yeah, it was. But uh, yeah, we got down to the beach and finally got the boat put in the water and um, asked my lovely lady to marry me, and she uh, she was shocked. She was saying all kind of things, but yes, but, but yes, she was saying thanks. yes. She was saying <laughs> yes inside. She just she was just in shock. <laughs> so that was really cool. We met some really awesome Christian people uh, there watching the storm. Um, there at the boat land where we ended up hanging out and uh, met those met those people who were really awesome. Uh, so we got their numbers and they, they were there and was taking pictures real quick. So that was really cool. Um, so, you know, God had his plan. 
You, His plan wasn't my plan, but it worked is. out great. It, <laughs> it never it, is. Because <laughs> I, I was bullying, man. I was like, man, I want to do it on the boat. You know, I want to get out there, and there's a certain area we go to in Georgetown there a lot, but uh didn't work out, but it was actually much better. And, like I say, got good pictures, and, uh, you know, trying to reenact that excitement would have been difficult, but <laughs> didn't have to worry about that. Got uh, definitely got some some genuine uh, happiness there. So that, that's, that was awesome. And, uh, um, yeah, so we hung out there for a while and finally was able to get the boat to, uh, docked up that night and, and, uh, couldn't go nowhere cause we didn't have a truck at the hotel. So we ordered some, <laughs> we ordered some Domino's wings. That's what we had, uh, for our engagement dinner. I reckon we, we ate wings on the couch. In the hotel. I ain't lying, man. Things were jammed up. And things were jam up. I guess this wing, this whole weekend, I've done nothing but eat wings. And I'm just realizing that now as I'm talking about it. But <laughs> we ate, I ate, I ate wings in Charleston on, in Shim Creek on uh, Saturday night. And then uh, Miss Susan, Miss Stevens' uh, mother, made my favorite, the, the uh, thing she makes is the, the fried, the fried wings. Yeah. Oh my goodness, some things are good. I ate a bunch of them last night. So I'm just wing. I just be. I just do wings all the time. Well, which I'm you, fine with that. I love wings. You had to get some wings in there to make up for Thursday night because you ate enough rice and everything with. <laughs> exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, man, it's been great. We had all we had an awesome time, and I really enjoyed uh, each other's time on the boat, and, and uh, it was good. It was really good. Good deal. As we said, yep. how about yours? Well, it was um, it was fairly uneventful actually. <laughs> we uh, we went obviously out to eat Thursday night, Friday night. Um, I don't think we did much of anything. We just kind of chilled out. Yeah, I kind of chilled out and hung out here around the house and uh, got some stuff ready. Uh, had a wedding to do on Saturday. Hadn't done hardly any of those. <laughs> In a while, <laughs> in a yeah. long time. Did, did you have ceremony and reception or what? Yeah, we had ceremony. Let me tell you about the ceremony. It was quite funny. Um, ceremony was fine. It was. It wasn't a very big wedding at all. It was. It was. It was rather small, which was good. No, it was perfect. Um, it, it's this little place is actually right next to my house over here. Uh, this little barn they built little metal barn actually but it's got sliding it's all red painted red with a white trim and got sliding doors and everything it made it look especially on the outside like a red barn you know um yeah in the very front of it they got like a big uh concrete uh area out there um nothing really out there just big concrete area uh which actually works out pretty good because in the evening that concrete area is shaded Right up to the end of it, um, which is right where everybody gets married. You know, actually married to bride and groom stand and preacher and all that stands. Well, yep. the funny part of it was I, you know, we I, I, we had sound for the ceremony and sound for the reception and all that fun stuff. And our preacher, Pastor Mac, there was preaching it. So I walk up to him, and I, it wasn't that big. So I I asked him. I said, "Do you, do you want a microphone?" He said, "Yeah, yeah. If you got one, let's 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 go ahead and do it. That way, I ain't got to yell." I said, "All right, cool." So I went and got the microphone and hooked it all up on him. It was, you know, it's one of them lapel microphones, and um, 
So it just sticks on his uh, coat there, stuff clips on. And uh, it was a little bit before the actual ceremony. So I said, uh, before you go up, I said, all you got to do is hit the switch on top. Just turn it on. He said, just switch on top. I said, yep, that's it. Just flip switch. From where it is now, flip it. I said, and you'll be on and ready to go. He said, all right, that's easy enough. Easy enough. Nothing to it. I said, when y'all get up there, I'll kind of wave at you and kind of, kind of, uh, you know, remind you, turn it on. And y'all really would have to know our pastor. He's, uh, he's something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. So they go to get up there, and I'm off to the side, kind of at, at the very back, off to the side, um, and I kind of wave at him. And what's he do? He waves back. He waves back. <laughs> <laughs> thinking nothing about thinking turning nothing his Nothing about turning the microphone on. So he preaches it, and I tried to point a couple of times, and he kind of just looks at me like he had no clue what I was talking about. And so I just, just like, forget it. It ain't that big wedding. They're right here. They can hear him. I could hear him fine. They could all hear him fine. It wasn't a big deal. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the ceremony, they had the uh, they did the the sand ceremony, um, where they mixed the two different sands and a little glass thing. And all of a sudden, he just looks at me in the middle of it and just bust out laughing <laughs> from up front. <laughs> it took him that long to realize what, what you were what trying. I to was do. trying to tell him, and <laughs> so. It was funny, and then we had a we had a good laugh about it afterwards. He said, "They charged cool. me rent on this one because I didn't use it." <laughs> that's <was> funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. It was good. So, but anyway, um, my nephew Brandon, he uh, he went with me and helped out some, and he's uh he's thinking about I don't know he's he's fifteen now, so he said he wants him a little job making some extra money. I said, well, we can make that happen if you want to do some DJing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, That'd be good for him. So he went to experience it a little bit, and I told him to think about it, see if he if he likes it, and see what he wants to do there as DJ B. Rizzle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that would fit him well. That's good. Well, see, it's like I told him, though. I said, see, I said, in all honesty, I said, you be better at this than I am I said because you know these new songs <laughs> I don't know them right. at all no I don't nah. it, I, I, I'm not bragging by no means in this I, but I feel like I've done pretty good over the years to keep a crowd entertained while I'm DJing them for them right. um, but half the time I don't know any of the music that we're playing. <laughs> I sure don't. Yeah, they come up on the on the certain thing. I'm like, huh? Exactly. I I, I'm looking up like these new top forty lists and stuff on you know and all kind of charts and just to play music and everybody likes it and I'm just like I have I've never heard this song. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so uh, but no, it was it was good wedding. We we didn't even wasn't even that late. We got out of there. We got out of there about ten o'clock. So. Oh, that's nice. Wasn't bad at all. It just stunk because I'm literally half a mile from my house, and I had to take him all the way back to the other side of Florence. Almost daunting. <laughs> <Right. laughs> he come back. 
Yeah. Asked him on the way back. I said, when do you get your full license? <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. I, I did ask him, though. I said, uh, but you can. You can get like a work waiver, too, can't you? <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not having to take you home every time. That's no, I'm, I'm not even going. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, then we got up. Uh, so that was all of Saturday night. I sat there. Um, and this is what me and Sterling have done for years at weddings. I don't think we could have made it through weddings without racing streaming services. Um, no, no. no. <laughs> we watch racing. Every wedding, pretty much. Um, and I did this past weekend as well. I was watching the flow racing coverage of um, Florence Motor Speedway over here. I, wa- I definitely wanted to see the Legend cars because I'll talk about that here in a minute because I wasn't able to make it. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a minute because it was interesting. Um, but then Sunday, we got up and and uh, went to church. Had a good service. Uh uh, our other guitarist was back. Um, Brock, he was back playing. And so we had three guitarists on stage. Well, Sweet. four if you count bass player. Um, they just full, man. Look like, look, like the, uh, look like the Eagles up there or something. Something like that. Maybe the Pigeons, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Um, so that, that was... Uh, we had to do some tweaking there, um, which I knew was going to happen. Some people get, get kind of antsy about stuff like that. I guess I'm just used to sound. And I'm just like, I, just give us a minute. We'll get it fixed. No That's big right. deal. But some people get a little antsy about it. Oh, um, yeah. And so, had a good service. Good good message from Pastor Mac again. Um, as always. As always. Um, then, then we went to... Uh, Kayla's parents to go eat yesterday. Well, and I don't know where they got this, so it might be illegal. I don't even know. <laughs> but they <laughs> wanted to watch and had the new Elvis movie. Um, I don't know. I, if, if y'all haven't seen it yet, if you were remotely an Elvis fan, if you just kind of heard, if you've just heard Elvis song, a few Elvis songs, I really, I don't, Sterling T, I'm not one to sit down and watch a movie. I'm just, no. I, I can't do it. I can't, I can, I can watch racing for 23 and a half hours straight, but I can't sit down and watch a movie. I'll go to sleep or something every time. Um, yeah. But I sat there and watched the entire Elvis movie and it was really good. And the dude that plays Elvis in this movie, oh, my lord. One, he's got the look down pretty, pretty good. I mean, he's pretty spot on a lot with the look. The only thing he couldn't do, apparently, was the lip. He he never got the lip. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. But what he lacked in that, this dude, he sang the entire soundtrack himself. He really? sounded just like Elvis. And the funny thing was, is he change i mean if people listen to elvis they know that his sound even though it was very similar but he had more of the rocky gritty sound when he first came out in the 50s you know late 50s and stuff 
and then it kind of smoothened out, became a softer, deeper tone as he was older in his, you know, at the end of his career. This dude right. did that. I mean, he changed from the front to begin. I mean, from the beginning to the end, and he changed his sound. And you know, me myself, um, knowing no knowing sound production somewhat, I know that they couldn't just make that sound like make that. him sound. Yeah, right. exactly, perfectly. I mean, I ain't saying they didn't help him some, but they couldn't just make him sound like that. That dude had to do some serious studying and and practicing to make that work like it needed to and like it did. Um it was that's a good movie. Really, really So really is it like movie. his is it like his kind of bio or, or yeah, what it's is a it? bio they, that's what they call it, a biopic. Um Okay. But I found out also that some of the stuff in that happened in the movie um, didn't exactly happen like that, which I mean, that's all movies, they're biopics. They kind of dramatized it a little bit, I guess you should call say. Right. Um, which happens. I mean, you got to make it really interesting because most of the stuff in those industries and stuff like that, stuff don't happen instantly like it does in a movie. You know, it, right. a lot of stuff takes weeks and months and stuff like that to happen. So, I mean, I, I guess that's, what they have to do, and they have to make it more, more appealing, you know, just the drama right. in it to kind of. But it was a good, regardless, because I really didn't care about. I mean, I like the story, the overall gist of the story. I wasn't this, but I'm one that's more into the music. So, I um, I kind of followed along the music, and that's that was why I liked it. A lot more, and this, like I said, this dude was spot on, and the at the very, I tell you this, and we had to do some serious research on it yesterday. Um, Elvis's final concert was in Las Vegas, uh, and he got on the piano playing uh, and sang um, "Unchained Melody," and I, it's always been one of my favorite versions of "Unchained Melody" because that was just a great song anyway and him singing it was that much better um i'm trying to remember dude's name that plays in the movie i'm gonna have to look it up now um but anyway we had to look up if they just overdubbed elvis on him singing uh or this guy was really singing it and and come to find out, he he was singing it. Um, really? Yes, and it was insane. Austin Butler is dude's name. Um, so is he a, is he an actor or is he just? Uh, yeah, he's uh, an actor. He's an actor. He's kind. Of, he's apparently kind of new. I don't or I don't know what else he's done. I've never seen him in anything else. I know there's been some people say they seen him in other stuff. I'm just I'm not up on my movies, <laughs> so. Um, well, he'll sure be uh he'll sure be known now if he was that good at Elvis. Oh, I sure. promise you, I promise you, this this movie was good though. I mean, and and what's really funny is I've, there's even videos out there because he studied Elvis so much and just tried to become Elvis for this role. I mean, he, he that his voice has changed. They they were showing videos of his voice before. And his voice after, 
is like he can't get out of character. <laughs> He's just gotten yeah. Because what happened was, um, they went to film this movie, and all the COVID stuff started. So he was just out in California, you know, just locked down, not doing anything. And so that was what he done was just practice and practice and practice and practice and practice for a year, pretty much before they actually filmed the movie. Wow. And that's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Um, I'm not one to really rant and rave too much about movies. Uh, but that was a, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, the, there was a couple things I didn't like in it. I'll go ahead and tell you straight out. I never really understood it because everybody knows Elvis. Uh, he was boy from Memphis. Um, Memphis had the blues clubs, uh, you know, all that stuff, BB King, all them guys in it, stuff like that. And it shows them going down to like Beale street and stuff and hanging out in the blues clubs a couple times. But every time they go to it, which was only like three times, two or three times throughout the entire movie, all of a sudden they start playing new, rap, new, 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 like 2022 20, rap music in it. Really? Yeah. And I was just like, it don't fit. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. I huh? think, I, I really think they tried to connect the younger generation now to, you know, wanting to watch this Elvis movie or something like that. Right. Maybe so. Which I got, but I don't know. You can't have a bio of Elvis. Well, but it's not, and that's the thing is they called it a biopic, but there was some stuff in it that was, I don't know, like when they went to Graceland and stuff and it, you'd have to really see the way they done this movie. Um, because it was just the production of it. It's not really just like a straightforward people acting and very serious all the time. It was like it was like they tried to cram a lot in there and there's like these little cartoony looking graphics that come up on the screen sometimes and and like a cartoon newspaper type deal that's flipping through it, but then you see like his mouth start moving like he's talking from the interview. I mean, it's just, it's like it was, it is, I don't know, it's really hard to explain. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not up on my movies anyway. <laughs> so I don't know what you call all this stuff. I just know watching it was a little bit different, but it was very, very interesting and it caught my attention. So. Cool. If it did mine. Oh, check it out. If it did mine, I know it would probably catch many more people's attention. Because oh, I don't watch movies. I'll definitely be checking that out, man. And then we watched another movie. You might want to watch this one. You and Mary Stephen would like this one a lot. Um, Caleb wanted to turn this on uh, and let her mom watch it. She had watched it already. But it's on Netflix if anybody wants to check it out. It's called The Shack. Yes. I Have you seen yeah, it already? We've watched that. That's really good. It's, it's really, really good. Awesome. It was kind of weird to me to begin with. Well, it was confusing a little bit to start with. Then I, once I understood it, it made sense. It had but, a gr- it had a great message, right? It's just I ain't trying to get on, but it was kind of weird um, picturing God as a black woman. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, that that was throwing me off a little bit just because my, my thought of what. <laughs> yeah. Nothing against that, but it just ain't, it just wasn't that. But yeah, the message in the movies is awesome. I, I That's a great movie, definitely. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. It was, like I said, just a way to, it, it's all basically, if you haven't seen it, um, the people that are in it are essentially, I don't know, what, what would you say, like a, like kind of like a metaphor? Right. I guess yeah. you would say. Um, it's a Christian-based movie. Uh, it is, uh, and the people, there's, you got three people in there, and they represent God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost is what they represent. And it's just, the way it's done is a different, like you just said, it is a complete different way of thinking than I have ever thought of that. Right. So. And I mean, I guess, who knows, but uh, we'll find out one day, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just not what's been painted in in my head for so many years. But it it was really good, though. Like I said, the message was awesome. Man. Uh, cool, cool movie. Uh, it really was. So. Yeah. So, so I, I watched two out. movies on Sunday. Man, dude, you got it going on, bro. Nah, that that's my feel for the year, probably. I yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. I gotta watch Top Gun again. I went and paid the food theater. I ever saw first plane, so I gotta watch that one again. Um, and for Jurassic World, we we that new one they come out, we watched it on uh Amazon or something. That one was good, uh, for sure. I'm surprised we haven't, I'm surprised we haven't watched that one yet because Landon has always been all about those, and I don't, he might have seen it already, but I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's it's good, it is so uh, yeah, I like those movies, yeah. Pretty anyway. good, but anyway, this is this is today is a as a, a movie critic podcast. It's not a racing <laughs> podcast. We're just gonna talk about movies. We're just gonna <laughs> talk about movies. Well, I'm out of movies for the year, so. <laughs> hey, well, maybe Days of Thunder two will come out here. I'm hoping. We'll I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I mean, they brought back Top Gun. Yeah. Next has got to be Days of Thunder. Got, got to be. Got to. Be. Got to. And and they need to do it while um. Oh, what's dude played Harry in there? Uh, what's his name? I just forgot it. Robert I Duvall. Robert Duvall. Yeah. They need to yeah, do while it while he's Rob- still there. While he's still here. They need to do it. Yep. Um, don't get me wrong. Tom Cruise was great in that movie, but to me, Robert Duvall made that movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Sorry, dude. <laughs> apparently, we're on movies today. Where's Kayla at when we need her? I ain't kidding. I don't know much about movies, that's for sure. I don't either. Oh, well, but anyway. Well, I want to go back real quick, talking about something else I watched while I was at the wedding. Um, I watched a few different, uh, well, I watched pretty much most of the races there from Florence Motor Speedway this past weekend. You know, Florence, here in Florence, South Carolina. Um, I, I just want to comment on the Legend Car Race because that's the race I typically would have been in, or I would have been in, had I not had a wedding, I would have been there. And I'm just going to say it up front, I'm glad I wasn't there. Yes. 
Yes. It took them almost right at an hour and a half to run five laps. Yeah, that don't make sense. Sounds like a street start race at Lakeview. Dude, I'm telling you, it's um, it was. I don't know what the issue was. I really don't. Um, I mean, it was just, and, and the bad thing was they wasn't making it past like turn one or turn two. It was farther they got when they take the green. Wouldn't even like they'd make you know half a lap and then spin out. Nah, it was like as soon as we went in the corner, spin out. Somebody knocked somebody out the way, and that is that is what is bothersome to me anyway. And I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus because I'm not even gonna call names because I don't know who did it. I, I have no clue. I was just watching and I just know somebody. <laughs> I mean, that's all I know. But that's what is bothersome to me about these young drivers coming up is they don't they don't they don't care about setting up a pass making a good clean pass on somebody racing somebody hard they don't care about that all they want to do is they want the next position and they will spin you out to get it right and exactly i don't know bro. i mean i'm just like dude what are, what are y'all doing? Y'all look, and the bad thing is they don't even realize it. They're making themselves look bad. And there's a lot of those boys that have <laughs> like driver development deals already on the table. And right. you're not developing as a driver doing it like that. No, not at all. You're not looking good for sponsors doing that. You're looking like someone who's got a fast car. But don't know how to control it is what you're looking like. Right. So, I mean, I watched it, but I was like, geez, this is this is absolutely ridiculous. My dad was over there. I mean, he called me. He's like, they made it five laps. I said, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was, uh, it was something else, and I don't know. I don't know why why they think it's got to be that way. I don't know why they want to race that way. Uh, everybody, there was a pile of Bandoleros there too, and everybody was like, oh, Bandolero race is going to be bad, and blah, blah, blah. No, Bandolero race was good. They ran they around. They actually ran all their laps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they ran all their laps just fine. Had a couple cautions, but nothing, nothing egregious, you know, nothing insane, nothing crazy. But these are supposed to be, you know, next level semi-professional drivers, and he's been and he's uh legend cars almost. And I'm just like, dude, come on! I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. I I really don't. And um, the the respect for you know, the, the the I don't know what do you call it a driver code or whatever you want to say, even in the Cup Series, all the way up to the Cup Series. It's changed so much, man. This is like they just move you now. It doesn't matter. They just they just wreck you, or move you, or whatever the case may. It's not. There ain't no hard racing like it used to be, um, and that's all the way down. I mean, you know, and 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 we've seen this in the recent years in go kart racing, and that's kind of where it all started. You can't pass in a go kart no more. You honestly can't. You have to move them. They don't even try to start. And, double foul anymore at most places 
No, they don't. Um, because you can't do it. You can't go in the corner too wide anymore. You can't set up a pass and just move somebody up a little bit and let them can't do it. You'll, you, you they gonna go get up. They gonna get up in the in the loose stuff or what is should be a groove. There ain't no groove, and they just slide off the racetrack. That's it. That's all. Um, and that's what they've that's what they've gotten used to, I guess. Um. You know, a lot of these boys is is running eye racing a lot, and it's so easy to just hit escape and start back over, or whatever the case may be. Um, they get a lot of that from that too, I think. You know, it's too easy to just go in there and nudge somebody out of the way, and it's my opinion, it's a little bit easier to save a car on eye racing than it is actual, you know, you know, on the racetrack. So. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is and why it is so bad, but it has really gotten terrible with the up-and-coming drivers, especially the ones that, I don't mean no harm by it, but the ones that just can just drive and don't have to worry about fixing their own stuff. The the ones that buy their ride. We'll say it. (laughs) The ones that buy their ride. Exactly. And and, and that's what it means because they don't care. They don't have to go home and work on it. Um, so they don't understand what it means for the other person to have to go home and work on their stuff. And I always thought that it, it was getting, it was getting bad back. Even when we were racing go-kart, Oh yeah. it was getting to that point. I mean, you know, we'd work on our equipment all week long and, you know, day and I, we were very, we wanted things a certain way and it looked top notch and always try to go and look good. Looking good ain't always make you fast by no means but that was just the mentality that we had we made sure we take care of our stuff well, regardless of how y'all wanted it. it to go how y'all wanted it to be well, there, right right, right. And, and 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 but in turn you know my way of thinking the way i learned that and what it taught me was you know you learn to take care of your own stuff you're going to take care of somebody else's and you learn to drive better that way i think you know a a, a, a good race car driver someone that can cleanly race with people um again i have no problem bumper using a bumper and 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 if somebody's in the way for length of time move them but there's a way to move them that there's certain places on the racetrack you can move someone and it don't it does not jeopardize their equipment or their thing well it's one thing to move someone it's another thing to dump someone Right, and they exactly. and they don't know the difference anymore. I mean, that's that's the, uh, that's the uh, issue is they had they do not know the difference. No, most definitely do not at all, and um, it's just not it. It don't make for good race. I mean, honestly, that's why I don't go to a go kart track anymore because it's not good racing, in my opinion. It's, it's not. It's I like to go see the old races. guys. We no, there's there's I haven't seen that. I haven't um, there. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just. It just ain't, and and you know, yeah, you you one hundred percent of all about having good qualifying speed, starting up front, and you got to have, you got to be able to pull some gap on your second place man if you lead. You got to, because you mm-hmm. know, everybody knows, because you know you're gonna get dumped. That's just you that's gonna, the only way it is. 
you're going to go into turn three on the last lap. You're going to get dumped if you're the leader nine times out of ten. If he's close enough, that is you're gone. 100% the truth. And we've seen that time and time again, especially these big money races that these guys have. And, and you know, it's just it just makes for sucky. It's just it ain't good. I don't like it. I don't. And uh, how to fix that, I don't know. Um, you know, I've said for years, we even saw them like running at Millbridge, you know, running go-karts like we used to race. Put shredded tires on them and let them go out there and run. You got you can you got freaking six lanes. Pick one. <laughs> go out there and race. Exactly. You know, that makes better go kart racing, in my opinion, than this follow the leader stuff that that has in turn made and well, it's it's just designed these new up and coming drivers. That that's how you have to pass. That's the only way you can pass. That's what their mindset is, and mm-hmm. it's not. But uh, it's just, I don't know, it just ain't, it ain't my cup of tea for sure. I, I, I do not like that kind of racing for sure. You're right. You're right. It's, uh, it's something else. Um, I will say, though, they, uh, at Florence Motor Speedway, they put up $1,500 to win for the Charger race. And, boy, these boys was pulling Charger cars out the woodworks. Really? Like, yeah, I mean, I was like, dang. I mean, it, it, even our our buddy Casey Kelly, he decided to pull his out. Old car they had uh, two weeks ago. The car had zero suspension under it. Um, nothing was sitting on jack stands. They put the whole car together in two weeks. He went out, qualified on pole by half a second. To second place. Half a second. Half a second. Oh my goodness, bro. That car was flying. I texted him uh after the race. I said, Hey man, I need I need the secrets on how to pull an old car out and make it half a second faster than everybody. <laughs> exactly. Good a good Lord. Job. And uh he said, Man, the thing sure was a rocket ship. I said, Yeah, <laughs> it was. Wow, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, that make you want to go run, go run charges a little bit. I, I ain't kidding. But that tells you um, he's been running late model stop. Um, he's kind of one of the guys came down. There was a few guys came down from running late model stop, but he run charger probably a little more than some of them did. And apparently, you know, what he's learned in it is really transferred over for him. Yeah, absolutely. So... Congratulations him. Also, his brother, uh, Cody Kelly. Um, well, because uh, I was wondering what went on, because at the end of the Charger race, they pulled Cody's truck back up there, and they took pictures side by side, uh, saying Cody was the winner of the truck race. Well, when they crossed the checkered flag, number seven truck of Strom Altman <laughs> had won the race. So I said, did he fail tech or something like that? So I text our buddy uh, Bud. Um, Blackman over there. He was at the race. I texted him. I said, "What happened with the uh, with Strom's truck?" I said, "He uh, he failed tech or something." He said, "No." He said, "Uh, he had well, just backstory. The seven truck has failed tech a couple times over there this year. Oh. when he's won, and so he won, and uh, Cody's huge tech or something. <laughs> well, C- Cody." Cody's dad, Todd Kelly, who was a legend over at Florence Motor Speedway for sure, 
when he come in, he put up the money to protest him. They wouldn't accept the protest. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you know what that means. That's all I can say. <laughs> I know what it normally means. I'll put it that way. <laughs> right. Exactly. No use in tearing this one down. I know the problem. <laughs> yep. So uh, that was. So both of them picked up a win. Um, I watched a four-cylinder race over there. It was a good race for a long time. Um, that was a good race. It's just what I got to watch there <laughs> on Saturday night. Uh, so good stuff for sure. Wait. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, well, as we say every week, you know who to go to if you want your car fast. I mean, that's that's that is the whole point of this game. Just like we talked about a little earlier, our buddy Case Kelly pulling the car out of the, out of the shop, been sitting on jack stands for two years or yeah, a couple of years, and they pull it out, and make it work. I don't know exactly how they did it, but you want to know how I would do it? I first of all would head over to my friends over at SRI Performance, and uh and get all of those parts I'm going to need to make it go fast. I, I probably ain't going to get a half a second on the field, but <laughs> but I'm going to do everything I, I can make, to make it go faster. So I'll uh, make sure you got everything you need. Yes, that is for sure. So uh, y'all head over to SRI Performance. Go tell them, uh, tell them we sent you up there to get everything you need, anything from fasteners to oils and lubricants. Uh, to uh, I don't care if you want an engine. They got them in stock. Um Big thing up there, as we always talk about our buddy Randy Keene, is he's big on the brake side. He knows his stuff about brakes, and they got all the options you will need for brakes in stock at uh, at SRI Performance. Um, and just like when we went up there, we looked, and there were used brake calipers. I mean, like rows and rows and rows of them. Come to find out. They're off some cup cars and stuff like that, and Xfinity cars and trucks and and different things like that. And these guys are taking them in certain classes around here. Even they're using the used stuff to come off of there because they were ran for a race or two, maybe. And, exactly. And these guys are getting so much better usage out of them around here. And you know you've got top notch stuff. So uh, head over to SRI Performance. Uh, Go online, www.sriperformance.com. Head over there, fill up your cart with all the go-fast stuff. Get that thing right. Get it all in the cart there. When you go to check out, put in promo code C-Bone, T-N-S-C is in. Chicken. B-O-N-E-1-0. Get yourself 10% off at time of checkout. Uh, you won't regret that. By no means. Also, same deal as always, guys. Stock car, steel, and aluminum. Get all the materials you'll need uh, to not only make that car go fast, but to make it look good too. Um, that is a that's that's always important. It's always important to make it look good to get your sponsors on there and make have them appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Get all you can get. For sure. Uh, coming up. <laughs> Like Sterling always says, it's coming up hunting season, Mo. You can go if if you ain't got a race car to work on, you can go get materials you need from there and bid you a deer stand. 
Exactly. Or hey, it's it's, it's getting almost uh, pig picking time. Go get your stuff and build you a, a, a hot cooker or something. Yeah, you, know? you got anything you want to get from there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All the uh, all the metals, alloys, and even plastics that you need. Head over to Stock Car Steel and Aluminum. Tell them we sent you over there too, guys. For sure. While you're in that area, go talk to our buddy Earl Ramey right down the road there. Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Um, saw a bunch from this past week. I mean, there was a race, and I'm trying to remember where it was. Um, Cherokee. Cherokee. I want to say it was modified race at Cherokee. Listen to this. Earl Ramey Racing Engines finished one, two, three, four, six, and seventh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what's that tell you there? What's that tell you? Yeah, we need to get a fifth, all right? <laughs> That's lying, man. Y'all couldn't have done that. Come on now. <laughs> no, exactly. What you just said. What does that tell you? That tells you that is proven name in horsepower. Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Go get you one. If if you want to run up front, apparently you've got to have one. Um, It's... That, that that's that's stout that is stout when that many cars are one that many cars in a race are running your engines two that many cars in a race that are running your engines all finish up front <laughs> exactly yeah that's impressive man sure is it's quite impressive so uh head over to Earl Ramey racing engines get you some horsepower today get on the chassis dyno get all get all your kinks worked out that you got throughout the car uh, put everything in there to make some less uh, make 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 all the horsepower you can to the rear wheels through the uh, drivetrain and everything else you can bolt on to make it go faster. Uh, one of them things you're going to bolt on is some Profab headers and exhaust. But them Profab headers are on time, guys. They it, it, not only they make you go fast, but they look real good too. They, uh, they got some they got some jam up workmanship over there and the best welders around for sure and andrew garris will tell you that he taught them all how to weld <laughs> <laughs> well hey i can't i can't take that from him because i've seen his i've seen his welds too he, he can definitely do it so. he, he can do yeah. it he can do it I, i'll give it to him he, he he knows what he's doing so uh yep. if y'all want uh some quality that wins under your hood Head over to Profab Headers and Exhaust, and uh, man, they're they're stainless. All their stuff looks good, but man, that that stainless stuff they got is just insane looking. And that's what's really cool about it. Uh, just like Brandon Overton last year won, who knows how much money. <laughs> and do y'all know it was on one set of headers? It was one set of Profab headers. Andrew put a picture up at the end of the year and uh I think he something like put a million dollar headers up, I think is what it says, something like that. Uh but what they do is at the end of the season they want them polished up and they got a big uh big tank they put them in, it's got the rock polishers and everything vibrates through there. And man, these headers come back out of that thing looking brand new. So uh Y'all head over and get y'all some of that horsepower too. For sure. But anyway, guys. All right, moving on from there. Um 
want to touch on another one of our partners here. Ford Bite Apparel and our buddy uh, Cole Vanderhaden making his rookie season there in the 305 Sprint. So uh, we hadn't talked to him in a little while, so let's go to the phone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Welcome back to the show for, you know, like the 17th time or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Cole Train, Cole Vanderhaden. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing. Just got done washing the car. Um, getting ready for this next weekend and then big big weekend next weekend. For sure, man. For sure. I don't, don't you love those wash days? Yep. <laughs> it, w- it wasn't too bad from, from the past weekend, was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. Well, before we get into the racing, man, uh, uh, school start starting back up for you now? Yeah, I started about two weeks ago. I'm on like day seven or eight of school, so still getting used to it, but fun there. What grade are you in this year? I'm a sophomore, so 10th grade this year. Great sophomore. Man, that's cool. That's uh, that's cool. I mean, I mean, it's it's cool to know myself, and I know there, there's certain people over the country that do it. But when you sit back and think about, it, man, you'll think about this later in life for sure. But you were just starting tenth grade, and you have already started a sprint car racing career. I mean, that's that's it's pretty cool to think about now at my age, looking back. And, and and like I said, you'll really appreciate that later in life for sure. So um so anyway, man, well getting uh getting to the three oh five sprint this year, man. Uh, we talked to you a little bit earlier in the year. I wanna get your take on it so far, man, because you've uh you've put up some some really good numbers in my opinion. Couple wins already. Um Man, what more could you ask for in your rookie year? Oh, we're we've been pretty good um this year. Uh just at Eagle we're still fine tuning the setup. Um we've gotten the hang of it the past couple weeks. Uh we've improved the last three, four weeks each week at Eagle. So uh hopefully we can keep improving this weekend and uh be good for the nationals and uh we got one more race to Houston's uh, we're tied for rookie of the rookie of the year at Houston's, and with one night left, so it's going to be close. But yeah, we're pretty. I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, doing pretty good, I would say. Um, but yeah, man, for sure, you're doing a doing a jam up job from our perspective, man. It's uh, it's impressive to see you go out there. And be able to adapt as you've been able to, man. Coming from the, uh, the micro sprints and stuff there, and moving up to the three hundred five this year. What what would you say has been your uh, biggest adjustment you've had to make moving up to the bigger car? Just feeling the power in the three hundred five when you're going on a pace lap, and then like can say hot laps, you just you're like going maybe quarter throttle, and then you just go straight down to the floor, and you. You could feel the power. I'm still getting used to feeling it right away, but you get used to it once you start going. Um, but yeah, mostly the power. Uh, still, ha- still getting used to running the good lines 
and stuff. I uh, haven't really got used to the top yet. Uh, hopefully we can do it in a couple weeks and get used to it for the Nationals. Oh, yeah, man. I, I feel confident that you definitely can, man, because uh, I saw the way you progressed so fast through the in the uh, in the micro sprint and all that and everything else, man, that you've come up through. I really feel like you can uh, uh, when these big races come around, that line moves the way it does. That that you'll be able to jump up there on it. And, and is is that something that's been? I know in everything you've raced, uh, you've had to follow the line through you know throughout the day and everything. But does it seem like in this car, uh, the way you are racing these, that all that stuff, same stuff, kind of happens? But it, it seems like to me, from a uh, fan perspective, that it probably just happens a little bit faster and a little bit sooner than what it has for you in the past yeah you got to be ready when you're in one of these cars uh it's everything happens so fast um there's one one time you're going into the corner and then you see someone fly by you and pull a slide job and then you don't know what to do there but yeah it's it everything happens so fast in these cars that's cool man that's cool that's um it has been it's been awesome to uh to see to see the uh see the progress that you've been able to make but uh i know after we talked to you the the last time i think it was afterwards is when you all of a sudden picked up picked up a win already and you've now got a couple wins um man just tell us a little bit i know you can't that, that was a while back and stuff but um what's it like for you you know knowing that you come up and i know all of us as racers we expect to win. That is what we want to do. But when you finally accomplish that and something big that you set out on, man, just tell it, tell everybody how that feels. Oh, it's crazy. It feels really good once you get once you finally get that first win. And then uh, once I got that second win, it felt way better. And I'm sure once I win a couple more, it'll feel even better each time. And especially when I get that first win at Eagle, whenever that comes, uh, hopefully soon. But, yeah, it feels pretty good. Uh, hopefully, we can get it, get one at Houston's maybe this weekend, and get one in a few different tracks. For sure, man. That's um, Eagle is your home track, correct? Yes, I thought so. I thought so. Um, and, and that's always the thing that I like myself when you know in racing, when I'm racing, it's like you really want to win in front of that home crowd, and that's that's a goal that you've got set for yourself, and and so, so looking at that. What is it that you really that you think you're going to need to uh, to get a little faster there at Eagle and and do run how you want to run? Oh, I'm gonna mostly it's uh, sometimes it's around the bottom the fast line, but uh, I still usually I probably need to get used to the top to be able to compete for the lead if I'm starting in the back with all the good guys. So. Uh, Getting used to the top is probably the next step, um, which is way up top by the wall. But, uh, yeah, running the top, basically. There you go. Put her on the top and let her eat her. <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's a tough thing to get used to when you got that much more horsepower than you've been used to under your belt, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I, I I've realized that on a few things myself. It's um, 
it's wild. It's wild throwing, especially because I know you, me, both. We came from a go kart background, and when we ran go karts, pretty much everything was you tried to get to the bottom. That was always a fast way, and that's what we trained ourselves to do for so long. And then when you have to move to the top, it's just like this. This don't feel right to begin with. And uh, what's the process you think for making that top faster for you? Oh, I just. Once I do it, I'll get used to it, and keep. I'll just keep doing it. So whenever that time comes, and I just the first time I go all the way around the top on the wall, full throttle, uh, I know what it feel. I'll know what it feels like, and then I'll probably keep doing it. So um, I've been trying to get myself to do it, but last weekend it was I was faster on the bottom, I believe. So I stuck to the bottom and passed a few cars and got eight. So. That's what I was fixing to say. Yeah. You, had, you had a good run there this past weekend. Tell us a little bit about it. Oh, yeah. And the feature, we, we started 13th. Um, we got fourth in the heat race, and which made us the last transfer. But we didn't make the invert, so we started 13th in the feature. And um, there was a lot of big dogs in the race that were in front of me. And I uh, fell back to 15th or 16th on the start, first couple laps. But we uh, started picking away on the bottom. Um, I was just way on the bottom, way around the tires, and just taking advantage of everyone slipping up each time and uh, moved my way up to eighth, almost seventh. It was like under under 0.5 seconds of uh, between me and seventh. So, um, yeah, we, we had a pretty good night uh, last weekend, Eagle. Good deal. Good deal, man. There's nothing to complain about there. And that, that's what's always so crazy to me at most sprint car races, especially 305, um, is how tight the field is and how close you guys are and how how little, you know, you, you got to be just that little bit better than the guy in front of you to, to, to pass. And, and that's what makes it so tough to uh, looking at it. What, what's it feel like to you? Oh, yeah, it's tough. Uh, you're so close to people and unlike the modifieds and stock cards and stuff you can't if you guys touch then it's basically up and over ruin a bunch of stuff so uh you got to be careful but you want to be aggressive so it really depends on how dirty of a driver you are how clean of a driver you are yeah i hear that we were talking about that a little bit uh about some of the the bigger cars and stuff, how, how those guys and how the legend cars I'm racing in, these guys just want to just dump each other. And that's something you're not going to do in a sprint car. I mean, it is, is you can't drive like that. And so I, I feel like you guys, a lot of times out of, you know, out of having to do it, you guys actually seem to race a lot more respectfully than a lot of these guys with closed wheel cars do yeah you gotta the tires are so close to each other and um one wrong move and you're up and over and yeah luckily i haven't done that yet so hopefully we don't do it ever (laughs) i was going to say hopefully never that'd be nice oh cool man well like you said you got the nationals coming up what's uh what's your big plans for that What, what you feeling about it man Oh, we're hoping to get a good draw on third on Friday night after Thursday's practice night. Uh, good draw on Friday. 
Um, start in front of the heat race, make the A, and they take top nine from Friday night and lock into the first three three rows of the three-ride start on Sunday. So hopefully we can lock in on Friday night and then do whatever we want to do on Saturday night. And uh, But if we don't lock in on Friday, we'll just race again Saturday and top nine lock into Sunday again and the rest go to B, C, Ds, and Es. So it's going to be... It's going to be tough if we don't get a good draw, or even if we do, there's a lot of sprint car drivers, a lot of good sprint car drivers, so see what we can do. For sure, man. Um, well, I, you ought to be used to that kind of pressure, though. Coming, you've uh, you've been out there to uh, and ran the um, uh, what? Uh, I, I just forgot the name of it, but the week before the Chili Bowl, there. Um, You've ran that a couple times out there, man. You you ought to be used to some pressure like that and getting draws and, you know, coming up through the, the heats and everything else. You ought to be used to that now. Yeah, it's fun, but uh, it's it's just crazy weekends and a crazy week at Tulsa. It's going to be a crazy weekend this weekend at the Nationals or next weekend. So For sure. For sure, man. Well, cool deal. Well, uh... Before we get off here, we definitely got to talk about uh talk talk about your sponsors a little bit. Let you get all them on there. Who all is helping you out on that car this year, man? Oh, one of our biggest sponsors, um, Gene V Physical Therapy. That's my mom. She works hard, uh, pays for a lot of stuff in my race car and my race suit, and uh, very thankful for her. Um, another big one, Three Sixteen Strategy Group. Uh, they came a couple weekends ago, filmed the hype video for us. And uh, they do pretty good, pretty some pretty cool stuff. Uh, Randy Vanderheiden Trucking, a lot of thanks to them or him and uh, Savvy and with my, he, that's another sponsor of my mom's. Uh, BBR Racing, um, BBR Shocks. Uh, we got Tapio Pit Barbecue, H and H Lawn. Uh, those are one. That's one of the new ones. Um, they help us out a lot. Uh, Emmett Mobile Detail, uh, he does pretty good water washing. Um, Barrett Clinic, uh, Harris Decals, and uh, Chicken Bone Alley is another big one. Whoever those and, guys are. <laughs> but I don't know if I said Ford Bite, but uh, yeah, those are the those are the sponsors. Cool man, cool man. Yeah, you talk about your. Uh, uh, y- the hype video recording stuff. Your dad just sent me a little bit of preview of some stuff. Um, that's they do some good work, man. That that is some cool looking stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool videos. Once you once you get see it. Yeah, they do. Uh, they do a heck of a job making you. You you do a good enough job making yourself look good on track, and they make you look even better. <laughs> huh. Oh, cool man. Well, good deal, brother. Well, it was definitely good to hear from you. Um, can't wait to get you back on. Hopefully, here after these national talk about a talk about a a real good upfront. Hopefully, hopefully a win, man. I'm just going for a win. You know, I I don't want to jinx nobody. I don't like putting nothing, no pressure on nobody, nothing. But you know, we we got to hope for wins. Yeah, that's the plan. I hear you there, man. Well, good deal, brother. Well, it was good talking to you, and uh, guys uh, out there, like we say every week on this show. Uh, go get you some some forward bite apparel. Uh, man, y'all got some. Uh, y'all always got some cool looking stuff. Uh, but 
always. I, I know y'all brought out a shirt. What was that? The first of this year, I think it was. Uh, it was a very simple looking shirt. Saw saw a picture with you wearing it. Um, I like that shirt, man. That was that was cool. And so uh, y'all, everybody out there, go check out some forward bike. Get you a koozie. Get whatever. Go uh, go go help our buddy Cole train out. Um, and y'all see forward bite on his car for sure. Man, I sure appreciate you coming on here again tonight, buddy. And uh, hopefully we will definitely be talking to you about some more wins here real soon, man. Yep, hopefully. Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, all right, everybody. As our buddy Cole Train, Cole Vanderheiden here on uh, Chicken Bone Alley. All right. How about old Cole Train there? Getting it done. Hey, man, he is. Uh, yeah, he, he's certainly showing off, that's for sure. And, uh, the big cars, I think, is his calling, man. Looks like. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. They, uh, I mean, obviously, this is a learning year for me. Anybody's rookie year in anything is a learning year for them. Um, but he's seems to be learning quickly. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Doing great. Doing great. Got a lot to look forward to there, and uh, definitely gonna keep moving up. For sure. For sure. Glad to have them on. Um. All right. Well, guys, there was a there was a little bit of NASCAR action this week. With, with all your excitement this past weekend, did you catch any of the NASCAR stuff? I saw uh, it was Kyle <laughs> Larson weekend. That's all I saw. That's <laughs> why I was about to tell you. If you didn't, Kyle Larson won. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Larson won everything. Um. And his cars looked the same, just different numbers. That's exactly. Pretty much it. Exactly. And it was kind of confusing in the uh in the Xfinity race because him. And uh, William Byron had the exact same paint scheme, it's just different numbers. Yeah, different numbers, but right. But what's really funny is it different numbers and different teams. Right. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, for sure. So, uh, but that was a, the Xfinity race was somewhat hard to keep, it was one of those races, I guess they timed it out lap-wise this time, that people could get on different strategies and rotate so there was a whole lot to keep up with um and i don't know made it kind of confusing for me for what i was at and i was catching in and out um uh ty gibb gibbs was fast he he was pretty good all day um william byron was fast um and, and ty gibbs and william byron obviously were the class of the field well, I think one of them two probably would have won it had they not spun each other out. Um, right. Well, Ty just drove it. I get it. Uh, he did not want to give going up into the bus stop. Um, just got into left rear of William Byron. Um, William Byron wasn't happy about it, but it it looked like racing. It didn't look like Ty just drove it in there and right. just stupid took him out i mean it, it was just racing it was just that bus stop's tight and yeah it's tough to go through there too wide uh especially when you hit you know running as hard as they were uh we didn't give him no extra room either which i don't blame him either um it was coming down the last couple laps you got to go you got to go you can't give right. um if you give up too much they'll get gone well when they spun out Kyle Larson took control and uh, took off with it. Yes, sir. So he was good there. Uh, Sunday, uh, 
I thought was going to get interesting. They started on rain tires. Track was real wet. They, but what? I don't know. I, eh. They delayed the start of the race essentially because there was too much water in the bus stop. They said and they showed what was there. I'm like, well, you got rain tires. You got everything set up for it. Tell them to slow down. I bet after exactly. I bet, I bet after a couple laps that water won't be there. Exactly. So I don't know. I, I'm just like, I think uh, if that would have really happened, Kimi Raikkonen probably would have really had an advantage. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. He was running good though. That was the thing is he was running yeah. really good. Um, then there was a wreck happened with uh people were blaming Ross Chastain for this one and they're going to I mean if he's anywhere around it then uh, he's gonna get blamed he's yeah. gonna get blamed for it um he got in the left rear of Austin Dillon but the problem was they didn't show the car pushing him had him sideways I'm like right. he couldn't go anywhere <laughs> he he wouldn't I ain't gonna say he was caused that one. now he was involved yes but he was not the cause of that one so I don't know. Um, but then the race up front, uh, it, it has taken highlight now. That last restart, Chase Elliott decided to take the outside. Chase Elliott was the class of the field uh, pretty much most of the afternoon and decided to take the outside. And I don't know if he thought Kyle was going to let him, you know, kind of do the the Martinsville type deal where, where the inside right. car don't take off as fast and then lets the other one over or something like that. I don't know if they thought that was what was going to happen or what, um, but that is not what happened at all. Kyle um, no. drove it down into turn one, and actually he locked up the right front tire. Um, I don't necessarily think... People were like, oh, he just used up Chase Elliott. No, he didn't really use him up. Um, he he didn't spin him out. He didn't. I mean, it, they were like, oh, he. Did. I didn't even really see. They might have touched, but if they did, it was barely. Um, my thing was, is they're like, oh, he just had him all messed up. Well, my thing was, was Chase Elliott ended up falling all the way back to fourth. He didn't fall back to fourth then. He got passed on the oh. track after that. Right. But Chase didn't seem happy. He did not say nothing negative about Guy Larson, but he was not happy. You could tell. No, well, it's, it's fine when Chase gets into people, but it ain't fine when people get into Chase. So, I mean, you know, it's racing, man. Good Lord, you know, it's racing. And like I said, if you can race hard, hard racing, I love that. And that what I don't see where that was out of the line. Well, he just went in there and just booted him, like just knocked him off the racetrack. Okay, that's one hundred percent. That's not. But he just he just locked the tires up, got into it a little bit, kept rolling. I well, mean, and this is my thing about it is he moved you up the track. As long as you were still going on that track, right there, he did not spin you out, didn't do anything. You had a chance to come back and repass yeah, him. Go get him. Go get him. That's right. He didn't have enough car to do it. Right. And exactly. So, I don't. I don't blame it on Kyle Larson, but it's really funny because it's almost like Kyle Larson has to apologize every time he wins, almost. Oh, yeah, always, bro. 
always. So it was a uh, it was a decent race. Um, uh, I think they got what the uh, the Roval the only road course left, right? I believe so. I think that's right. Yep, and that's in the playoffs. So, so going into Daytona this coming week, um. Martin's got to go win it or something, man. <laughs> yeah, Martin Truex basically has to go win it. Um, there's a few of them that, that you really could think. I mean, but just look at this. I mean, Martin Truex could go win. Um, and typically, plate tracks, well, it's not a plate track anymore, but you know what I mean. Um, that's not his strong tracks, typically. Um Right. One that it is typically his strong track. Also, outside looking in, uh, I'm gonna have to throw him in there, Bubba Wallace. Yeah, I was thinking that too. He, he's gonna be up there for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. All the Toyotas working together, you know, they're gonna be working for him or they're gonna be working for Mark. I don't know, but uh, well, they, they were talking about, I don't know if you listened to Dorma Clear in any in the past couple of weeks, but uh, it's kind of been talked about on there, uh. They were talking about from Denny Hamlin's perspective. If you think about that, it's like if you're Denny Hamlin, yeah. you're running third place. Side by side in the lead is, and you could put either one of these inside or outside, don't make a difference. Side by side for the lead is Martin Truex Jr. and Bubba Wallace. Who are you pushing? Yeah, he's got to push his own car. He got to. Well, my well, and. and and um, Brett Griffin actually brought up probably the best point about it to me. Who would you rather, for, beyond the cars and the teams, if you take that out of the equation, which he's not, but if you take that out of the equation, when you were looking out for number one yourself there, who would you rather race in the playoffs? You want to race right. against Martin Truex Jr., or do you want to race against no. Bill Wallace? <laughs> Was, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. That's how. That's my way of thinking too. But for uh, Joe Gibbs, might not wouldn't be too happy about it. But uh, for, in my opinion, Denny's other selfish views there, uh, you would have to push Bubba Wallace because a win and make it in the playoffs will do really good things for uh, for your team's pocketbook. For sure, no doubt. And, and Martin Truex making it in ain't doing nothing else anymore for Denny Hamlin. Right. So I feel like if, you know, a situation arises to help Bubba, Denny's probably going to be helping Bubba hard. Yes. I, I, I could definitely see that. I could see them putting, and this is what's really going to make it funny, though. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw where Kurt Busch put out the other day that he was not going to be at Watkins Glen or Daytona. Um, he went ahead and put that out, which was which is smart. Why? Why do it when you're already right. in the playoffs? Yeah, no uh, right. You had no reason to come back to tracks like that that you, you don't have a reason to go to. Um, but that puts Ty Gibbs in the car. <laughs> Ty Gibb goes and wins. What are they gonna do? Well, I'm not even worried about Ty winning it because that doesn't really do nothing because he's not committed to the he's committed to the well, right, Xfinity, right, right. so that's not doing anything. What team orders are you taking there? 
are you taking team orders to run behind Martin Truex Jr. from Granddaddy? Or are you taking team orders from Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan to run behind Bubba Wallace and push him all day? Right. Because they can say, oh, there's no team orders while they want, but they're full of it, too. Oh, there it is. Right. Right. It's going to be interesting, man. It sure is. If I was Ty Gibbs, I'd probably just spin out and back it into the wall early in the race so I didn't have to deal with it. Yeah, y'all figure it out. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there would be, I mean, if he gets put in a situation like that, there's literally no winning for him. No, no, there's not at all. I mean, I, I know everybody's going to say, oh, Joe Gibbs looks at he He's not looking at that. He just wants Ty to race hard. Bull crap. Nah, <laughs> they might tell him that all they want. Right. And they'd be stupid not to want it. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting coming down to that. Uh, I put up a post. A lot of people responded to it, too. Um, still nothing on Kyle Bush. Right. Yeah. I'll ask you. Cause I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't asked you yet, so I'll figure I'll ask you what, what you think is happening with him. What's, what's your well, prediction? I, think I, I don't know for sure, but my prediction is is he's going to another team um, because his persona, the way he handles himself in the media, has changed 100%. It's either it's either <clears throat> that or the sponsor that they're trying to persuade into the 18 car, he's trying to put on a good face for beforehand. It's one of the two. But he has changed totally. When being spoken to by the media, yes. 100%. Yes, he has. Um, I don't know if you heard the interview the other day. There was a interview Saturday, I think it was. And he said out there he didn't have anything to say on it right now, whatever, blah, blah. But he could tell them there were big changes coming. Huh. Is what he said. Um. Joe Gibbs isn't really speaking on it much anymore. Toyota isn't really speaking on it much anymore. So to me, sounds like he's going somewhere away from there and not even with Toyota, which is really, yeah. that, that surprised me more. Well, it don't surprise me. Um, when when there's no room, there's no room nowhere. You can't, and it's all sponsorship driven, as we know. Um, but the big deal about that is not so much Kyle Busch's his him as a driver about his truck team. That truck team right. has been heavily sponsored by Toyota, right? Over the years, so if he goes somewhere non-Toyota, he's got. And I think that's probably been one of the. I mean, a lot of people probably, a lot of people aren't thinking of that. I don't think. Um, he's got a lot, lot to put in place to change teams. Yeah, he got to change his whole team and everything. So, yeah, if he goes to Ford, he's got to change everything. Uh, not just him, but his whole team. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, well, you said, though, that he, uh, you think he's changing teams. If you got to call it right now, what team you say he's going to? Uh, Stuart Haas. That's, that's my. Think he's going in the 41 uh, car? I would say so. Uh, his Cole Custer really hadn't done a whole lot, and I don't know about him. Uh, so 
I'm, I'm gonna say that that's where he's going. That's my yeah, that's my go-to. I'm gonna throw one out there, and nothing has been said about this at all. And I don't know that I even believe it. I just think it would be a a good story. <laughs> so it's what I'm rooting for is a good story. And this would be a wild one. And this is out there. I say Richard Childress goes ahead, drops his one-year extension with uh, Tyler Reddick. Let Tyler go ahead to... Uh, to either uh, uh, 2311 or Tyler go in the 18 car and Kyle Busch come over to the 8 car at RCR. Hey, that's, that's quite possible. It would, be a, <laughs> it would be a shot, but it's quite possible. It would be a shot to me too because I think, um, I, 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 I kind of think Ty Gibbs is... Is already been pinned into that 18 car. Yeah, I kind of see that. And, you know, but, but, but as far as Kyle Bush goes, his personality and the way he's changing, you know, Richard Childress don't like Mount. Well, uh, well, we all know what happened with him and Richard. Hold my watch. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I don't know. That could be the case. Um, Kyle has definitely changed his persona totally in, in in the media aspect. So something is definitely going on. And they said, okay, well, this is going to happen. You're going to change. This ain't going to be this way. You ain't going to be this way. Right. And maybe that's what he's working towards. I don't know. But it's something similar to that, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it and I don't know, may surprise us all. I, I'm ready for the surprise, though. Yeah, this is, this is pretty late in the year. You really think about it to be dealing with all that stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. It's going we'll to be... see, man. We got the last race of the playoffs or before the playoffs uh, this weekend. So it'll be at Darlington. I'm figuring the uh, first week of playoffs, which will be Darlington. I'm kind of figuring that's about when he'll announce. Yeah, I'd say you're probably right. Yeah. It's like they here lately they always want to get in the playoffs and then announce what's going on. Right. Right. I don't know why they, I don't know if that's a sponsored thing or what. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But anyway, guys, well, uh racing around here this weekend, uh I'll be at Dillon Motor Speedway. Um in the Legend Car. That's that's the that's the plan, anyway. Look like there's a decent chance of rain again as of right now, but we're early in the week. Um, so I'll be over there running and see what we can make happen over there. Um, maybe it'd be better than the show that was put on last week, <laughs> and maybe it'd be and maybe it'd be better than my last outing at Dillon Motor Speedway. <laughs> yes, I sure hope so. Um, but. Beyond that, guys, we're going to go dirt side. Head over to Lakeview um, Motor Speedway there. If you're around our area, Steel Block Bandits, uh, Edwards Family Memorial. Going to be a great race over there. We a big time, as always, in that area. That'd be a, that'd be a real good one. Um, 
But anyway, guys, I want to thank MPM, McAllister Precision Marketing. Head over to MPM, guys, and get a... If you were trying to make it in this crazy career that we call racing, motorsports and all that fun stuff, and you need some guidance, Tanya knows what to do at MPM. She is uh she she's top notch, um, best in the business. Uh, you won't find any better. So head over to MPM and uh, talk with Tanya. It, start advancing your career today. Get yourself in front of the sponsors that you need to be in front of. Uh, we also know that social media now is a huge thing for anybody. That 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 changes your brand. That is, that is your brand. I mean, that is your Facebook page, your Twitter page, your Instagram page. That is you. That is your brand. And you need that to all look good. And uh, MPM Marketing over there, they know how to make that look, look perfect. So head over to marketwithmpm.com and uh, set yourself up to to prosper <laughs> in your racing career. That's it. Um, but anyway, guys, well, cool. What else we got? I think that's it. I'm going to go move some more, some more, uh, some more furniture and, you know, all that good fun stuff. And, uh, and, uh, try to make it for another, try, try to get this stuff done, man. It's, I mean, it's been wearing on me for a while. So I'm trying <laughs> to work on getting on it. <laughs> well, I, I got to get over there myself and get some more stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah, we got plenty of stuff. I realize, we got a lot of stuff. How, how did I get so much stuff at your house? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know, but hey, man, that's all right. Ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I guess that's what it. always happens. It always happens. Exactly. Exactly. But Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate all the birthday wishes again from everyone. And, uh, and like I say, 26 is 26. <laughs> feels good, man. I, I, I love it. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Well, we sure appreciate y'all coming on, hanging out with us again this week. As always, we'd like to thank SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, Profab Headers and Exhaust, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, RK Motorsports Consulting. Also, guys, you heard them on here today, uh, the, the Vander Hydens over there with Ford Bike Apparel. want to thank them, as always, coming on, hanging out with us. Um, but, uh, also checkered they are the race hub guys you want uh some cool social media cool racing related social media as we talked about get your brand out there on checkered there like i said they're the they're the social media now for racers so y'all yeah for sure y'all head over to checkered get the app um get signed up and uh follow us on there we're on there so y'all come check us out but anyway, guys, well, we sure appreciate y'all uh, y'all coming on, hanging out with us, and hope everyone has a great week, and uh, we'll be talking with you next time. Later. Later.